Welcome to Local Matters. We are talking education matters today, and we are talking about the western end of the county. We have two special guests from Upperman High School and Upperman Middle School. So Jessica Etheridge is the new principal at uh, Upperman Middle, and Stephen Robbins is is the new principal at uh, Upperman High School. And we're delighted to have you both. And uh, just want to have a, a good time talking about what's going on on the western end of the county. Well, thank, thank you for you. having us, Dr. It, it, it's great to have you both here. Some folks may not know about you, and uh, we've talked in an earlier program about there are a lot of new faces in the administration in the county school system this year. So uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and sort of where you went to school and what you've done so far in your career. And Jessica, you want to start? Sure. I grew up in Clarksville and came to Tech, played soccer at Tech, and then um taught special ed for a couple years in various counties and then ended up at Avery Trace for four years, then went to Allgood as assistant principal for four years, and now I'm fortunate to be at Upperman Middle School. Well, that's great. And yep. Stephen? Um, grew up in Livingston, uh, went to school there. From there, went to mm-hmm. Cumberland University in Lebanon, uh, came back and started at Livingston as a teacher for six years. Uh, in that time, I went back to Tech and got my master's in EDS there. Um, became a principal of the alternative school, uh, started there for six years, uh, and then we we hit the road uh, one year at Sevier County High School uh, as assistant principal, at, um, assistant athletic director, baseball coach, and football coach, and then down to Georgia for ten years, uh, two places there, uh, Rossville, Georgia, as administrator, and then at Boyd Buchanan School uh, for six years coaching and administration there, and then back up to uh, Smith County Schools, uh, principal at the high school for a couple of years, and at Carthage Elementary for three years. In the past five, I've been at Cookville High School as assistant principal and athletic director. So you've seen a lot of the different kind of school systems that are around. Yeah, and- yeah I've been fortunate to see a lot of different things and, and learn from a lot of great people, yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about Upperman High School and about um, – uh, how the year's gone so far? You've you've been through the launch at this point, mm-hmm. and um, so tell us about your students and and faculty. Well, to begin with, um, you know, with me being new down there, I, I knew very few people, and, and you know, this is um, Cookville is a is a big town for this Upper Cumberland area, um, but Baxter's more of a small town feel, and uh, the people have been great to me. Uh, we've had a good start. I feel like. Um, Somebody asked me the other day how it was going, and I said, well, I think it's going fine, but uh, you might not ask the teachers and the kids. But um, the the students have been excellent. Uh, teachers have been really helpful, uh, helping me know kind of tradition and what they do, and, and I'm just there to help them as we go forward. And how many students do you have this year? Well, we're the biggest enrollment that uh, Upperman's ever had, 905 students as of today. Um, so I think back in the day, just not – very many years back, it was a small school, uh, you know, three, 400 people, and it just kept growing and growing. And now we're up to 905, and uh, with some more industry coming out that way, it's going to continue to grow. Oh, I think no question that yeah. the, the whole western end is going to continue to see pressure, and, and more schools will be built. But yes. there's clearly going to be more development out in, uh, out in that area. And, Jessica, tell us about your, uh, uh, your students. Um, it has been a great start to the school year. The teachers, faculty, staff, amazing, top-notch. 
Um, we are topping 860 students. I think we're the biggest middle school right now in the county. Um, so we're feeling some growing pains there, but it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. So um, it's just been a great start to the year, and everybody's very enthusiastic. And so. And is your faculty uh, pretty well? You've got returning faculty. You've got some new faces also. We've got a few new faces. We've got a few new positions that were given to us since we were so big. Um, and so, but the veterans that are, you know, the rocks of that neighborhood, that area, um, are there and are just, they're fantastic. And Stephen, how about you? Uh, faculty make up so much of the the um, the chemistry of a school, whether it's elementary or or high school. Uh, have you got? Uh, a, I know you've got a great faculty out there. I've, just tell us a little bit about them and how they've launched the year. Well, the veterans, as you said, are exceptional. Uh, I mean, I've got uh, you know the department heads just run each department of the school. They're they're really strong. Uh, we've got a few newcomers, uh, some fresh faces in. Uh, we, as Jessica, we added a couple of positions, and we're thrilled about that. And um, I'm sure it's been all the news about it's hard to find teachers in some areas. And we were lucky enough at the end of the summer. Uh, math is hardest for us as a high school, and uh, we we fell into two really good math teachers. Uh, we interviewed several, but these two. And I think we've done really well with that. So overall, all over the building, from our CTE to our math to our science to our English, uh, all departments uh, are running really well right now. Well, that's amazing. It, yeah. it is, uh, it's good to get them started and, and get everything back uh, moving forward. You've got a unique distinction uh, that's called the Purple Star School Award. Tell us about that. Well, of course, I, I can't take any credit for that. That was that was prior to me. But uh, Mr. Billy Stepp and uh, those that know uh, Billy, he he's big in the military. He really did a great job of pushing that. Uh, we have a couple ladies, Miss Wheeler and Miss Rashawn, who really spearheaded that drive. And, and what it is, it's a uh, it's a salute to our military uh, and, and all the uh, kids that are kids of military uh, family members. And, and they recognize them in two or three different ways. We have a big uh, Veterans Day program uh, that's that's huge, and I, and I think that's really a good idea. Um, they have uh, in April. It's called, um, and I've forgotten the name, but it, it's a student-driven awards thing where where all the students that are that have uh, military families they they get awarded and honored. And at graduation, they also get to wear special stoles to distinguish them. Uh, I know Mr. Steele, I was at the Upperman graduate. I'd just gotten a job when the graduation season started. So I was at their graduation last year and, uh, he did a really wonderful job of recognizing all the military in the crowd and the students that were going to into the military. And, and there were several, I think uh, eight or nine from that graduating class, which is really, really good. Well, that's a great program and it, um, it's great. Uh, it's a tribute to our military, but it's a tribute to to Billy and to the faculty and staff that have put that program together. Uh, it's a great way to support a really important group. So yes, congratulations on it. I hope the Purple Star status just continues. Well, that, that's our plan to continue it on each year. Yes. Well, um, in the fall, of course, in the newspaper, a big part of every launch is the athletics programs that, that happen during the year. We want to talk about extracurricular activity, and there's a lot more than athletics, but we could start with athletics. A, a lot of students are engaged in in athletics at, at both of your schools. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit. How about the middle school? 
We've got football season rolling right now, and uh, we have a new coach there that's, you know, rocking and rolling. Um, we've got volleyball, girls soccer. I'm trying to think what else. I think that's all that's going on right now. Cross country, yes. We've got the dish. We're on the district. Um, the middle school team is sort of like a district-wide yeah. team. We've got several kiddos running on there and doing really well. So um, we're just rolling along. I mean, it's been great. It's been fun to go and watch them play and, and that kind of thing. And Billy, um, Upperman football's done pretty well so far. I know we, we're going to be late in the year by the time this program rolls out, but uh, you've got a really good program. Yeah, great start to the year. Right now we're 2-0, and um, and um, Coach Kane and the entire staff, uh, I think we've got – I don't know exact number of kids on the team, but we're probably pushing sixty plus uh, young men on the team. Um, we're two and zero, and both games have been blowouts. Uh, they're really strong, and, and of course, Coach Kane, the last he's been there four or five years, and I don't think he's lost a district a region game, uh, and I expect that to continue this year. Uh, they're just a lot of veteran young men, and um, there's a lot of skill, and, and they're fun to watch. And, and then along with the football goes. Uh, you know, a great band, the cheer squad, the dance squad. Uh, our OTC was there representing, uh, you know, our flags the other night. Um, and then, and like Jessica said, we've got the cross country running, we've got volleyball going, um, and girls soccer. So it's a, it's a busy fall. And and that's the way it should be. That yes. that keeps everybody excited about the the school spirit and keeps keeps things moving moving forward. And I think we would all say a lot of times it's the the extracurricular things that keep keep the students energized about coming back to school. Yeah, I think so. I think we forget sometimes that that is that's the big reason why a lot of them get up and come to school is is because that's so important. And then you play off that into the other extracurricular things that are not athletic. I mean, we've got all kinds of. Uh, club sports and we're starting two or three new ones we, we've got a fishing team i mean the most a lot of people didn't know that we've got a bass team which is pretty awesome we've got the bowling team that we co-op with cookville high school we've got uh, you know uh, looking at starting a couple of club things like a boys volleyball a lot of interest in that uh, there's been mention of a rodeo club um and uh and an esports team so so a lot of people are thinking outside the box at upperman and it's really cool um so they look look forward to that, and it's pretty neat to see esports begin to emerge, yeah. even at the NCAA level. It's right. recognized now as yeah. a college competitive sport, and that um, that shocked me when I first heard it. <laughs> yeah. But it makes sense. Well, the rodeo when they came to me about the rodeo, I said that's really cool. But who's gonna who's gonna coach that? <laughs> so, so, but we've actually got a, a lady that's uh, that's from Nebraska that she said she can do it. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, that's uh, that's really neat. I know out west they have those in you know Wyoming and Texas and those places, but I don't know of a lot of them here. But uh, still, pretty neat that there's interest, and I'm, we're going to let it go as far as it can. Well, and you've got an active, if I remember right, an FFA club, yes. and those kind of folks go to rodeos, and you yeah. may have a really real winner there. Well, our FFA is really strong, uh, and we've added a teacher. Uh, actually, today was her first day. We we kind of grabbed her from another county. Uh, she's kind of an upper Cumberland girl, but had been uh, down around Chattanooga, and so she's coming closer to home, and she's going to start uh, with us. So we'll have two uh, ag classes or teachers um, and then the the entire CTE wing, uh, you know, Dr. Eldridge is doing a great job with that. Um, but we want to continue to grow it. Um, but we've got, you know, the health science stuff and, and we've got cooking classes and the, the culinary. And um, a lot of things we've already talked about we want to add in the future. Uh, maybe maybe an auto mechanic. 
mechanics, maybe a, a cosmetology, and just continue to let uh, our students have opportunities that, that's not normal. That's not your normal school day stuff. But they're good for the students. Absolutely. And, and yeah. good for their good for their futures. Yes. We are going to talk a lot more about that after we take a break. Uh, this is Local Matters, and we are going to be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Uh, we are talking about Upperman High School and Upperman Middle School, and uh, it is an honor to have the principals of those two great organizations with us here today. So, uh, Jessica and Stephen, we were talking before the break uh, about extracurricular activities, and we talked about athletics, but there's a lot of other kinds of things also, aren't there? How about the middle school, Jessica? Um, we have a huge band and choir program that have just grown and grown and grown. Um, cheerleading. We have um, several clubs. A big one right now is our Youth Stand Club, which is standing up and doing the right thing. I feel like it's like the new version of Dare, mm-hmm. but um, it, you know that kind of thing. And so that's been a great. We've got a ton of kids involved in that. Um, we got student council elections right around the corner here. That's been a big deal this year. Um, they, it's the first time I think they've gotten to pick what office they're running for before it was oh. just a group. So the, the political signs around school have been fun to see and a fun, um, yeah, it's been a good time. So they'll be voting soon. So, Well, it's, it's important that, um, that each student finds something to get interested in besides just the classroom, right. isn't it? Absolutely. What gets them excited to come to school. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And and it's fun that they have an expanding group of opportunities. Stephen, you mentioned um, CTE a while ago. So talk about career and technical education and the kind of uh, the kind of futures that opens up that's not been traditionally in the school. Well, I, I think going in my background growing up uh, in Overton County, because we had the the TCAT, which used to be called the Livingston Vocational School. And even as a young student in high school, I knew that those kids that weren't your traditional college bound, they would they would get on a bus and ride over. It was a short ride right across the highway, but and they loved it. You know, you know, they had all kinds of welding and things that they could do. And I think throughout the years that has grown into the uh, into the high schools. Um and, and I think that there are so many good things out there that for a, for a student that's not thinking about going on and getting a, a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, but there's so many good paying, great positions out there with a little training, they can walk right into a job that's uh, really going to do well for them. That's a really good job, and that's just another pathway to success that 
not everybody's got to start in college. They right. might uh, they might start in a TCAT, which yeah. is a college, yeah. uh, but focused on on a more immediate skill that they're going right. to take in the workplace. And then ten years later, they may decide they want to go on and right. get a get a college uh, a four year degree right. or something. So it's it's great to have these career and technical opportunities uh, available. Also, we've actually gotten a grant where we're going to have a CTE class in the middle school. Um, so that's been yeah. yeah, it's been good. It's career explorations to try to link them up with those classes that they have at the high school. So really trying to build those two campuses yeah. programs. There. And we've talked to me, Jessica and myself. We, we met this summer and we've hit it off great with our with ourselves, but with our students. And, and I think that's part of our what we want to do going forward is to use our CTE people to start their programs at an early age across the street and then bring them over with us and just continue to grow with it. So it gets them thinking early. Early, yes. And and again, in a program like FFA, they may have been thinking about that yeah. since they were two years old. That, <laughs> exactly. Uh, they, it seems to me the FFA group, uh, they they stay, um, uh, stay very engaged in their yes. chosen interest or yes. profession. So, but it's it's great to have them. Now, going back to athletics, um, we we see parents get very excited about supporting the athletic teams. Usually, sometimes maybe a little bit too excited, but there's energy there and there's enthusiasm. Uh, it'd be good to get them excited about some of these other areas where you could use them to help support your groups. Uh, very true. Yeah, me working in athletics for a long, long time. Uh, you're exactly right. They get super excited, and sometimes too much, but, but they get very excited. <laughs> um, you know, school spirit's huge, and, and I think you know, just Friday night in our stands, and the last two Friday nights, we've had great student section, a lot of fan support from our community, and of course, all our teachers were there, and just just really, really neat thing to see the stands full, uh, cheering on the team, and. And everybody involved, and, and that's big. But like you said, there's so many other areas of a school. Um, and if you go back into academics, you know, we've got all kinds of neat academic programs as well. So uh, like you said earlier, there, there's there's something for everyone. We just got to find their niche. Even things like this, uh, this new interest in intercollegiate gaming that is uh, truly some really specialized computer science work. Yes. I mean, these – these uh, young folks are doing coding that I can't yeah. possibly understand, mm-hmm. uh, and and yet they're really into it, yeah. and and there is a co- a competition side to that that is um, uh, is certainly energizing for the student. So getting them involved in whatever interests them can can really uh, get them excited yeah. about the their career choice and, and their future, and about their school. Yep. So if if uh, some folks are listening that want to help out, uh, certainly it's a good time to say, uh, give the school a call and say you want to help. <laughs> well, and, and speaking of that, um, we want to talk a little bit about volunteers and their work at school. And... Uh, and also about uh, your Adopt-A-School programs, just whatever forms those take. Jessica, start with a little bit with you. How do parents and local businesses and the local community get involved? I believe the chamber sort of heads that up for the most part. Um, but I've had several, of course, being new, I don't know all the, the people going in, but I've had 
several, several community people, businesses reach out and offer to help in any way possible um, that are adopters that aren't adopters, but just willing to help. And um, they've just been fantastic to help out with whatever we have asked for or needed. So hoping to grow that number a little bit. <laughs> it's good to have them, though, yes, isn't it? Yes, yes. And, and how about Upperman High? Yeah, same same weather. Adopters are great. Um, and they do so many different things. I mean, we're talking about athletics, uh, you know, Almost everyone has, you know, fence signs or, or in the gym they have banners or this or that. And the businesses in this area are so good to to buy in to help out um, all the athletic programs. And then, it, like you mentioned, just volunteers in general. If having, a, I know we're having a push already for a project graduation, which is a, a wonderful thing. Uh, you know, today even they're they're taking donations today. You know, we're looking at May, but uh, starting early, and, and which is great. And I had a couple of moms and dads bringing things in this morning so those are the ones that you don't they don't get the accolades or the talk about but but they do the things that you really need and that's uh, really special it's that behind the scenes work that yes. makes a big difference in a lot of schools yes, isn't it i was talking to someone the other day they have a drama program in their school and the parents were already making costumes for this uh, things that were going to happen yeah. in march and april like yeah. you said way out well, there's just so much going on, um, and when we uh, when we get a chance, I'd I'd like to go in a little more detail in our third session about some of the challenges that you see your students facing. Uh, some of those are related to the county we live in or the the region of the the country, but some of them are very common all across the United States. And I certainly remember my middle school times, and there were challenges then, too. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and ask you both to talk about the challenges faced by your students. Perfect. This is Local Matters. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters. Uh, We are talking about Upperman High School and Upperman Middle School and we're having some great conversations about the outstanding students and faculty there. Jessica, what, uh, from your perspective, would you say are the biggest challenges that students have in middle school? I feel like middle school is a fun slash challenging time. They are still trying to figure out who they are and who their friends are. And, you know, that changes year to year, month to month, week to week, some days. Um, and I feel like sometimes that's hard and that that's a struggle in middle school and trying to figure out the right crowd to hang out with and the right decisions to make. You know, there's all those learning curves of stupid things we all do in middle school. And um, I feel like just them trying to navigate through all that is it's what makes middle school fun as an adult working there. Um, but it makes it challenging sometimes for the kiddos, but they usually come out on the other side stronger. So. Stephen, how about Upperman? Well, it, it, I think it's the same thing. It's just as they grow, there's there's different. The challenges change a little bit, but it's the same thing. I think um, finding their niche, finding their group of friends, finding what they're interested in, what they're good at, what they're not so good at, uh, and getting them in those roles. And I've, I've, my experience has been by the time they hit uh, you know mid to late sophomore year, by the time they get their driver's license, they usually kind of figure it out. And they smooth on out a little bit. But those first year and a half is kind of an extension of the middle school age where they do do some things that aren't, <laughs> you know, what they should be doing. Yeah. Well, and they get that driver's license, and they may continue to do some things. Well, that are, they just keep it a little under the 
you know, radar a little yeah, more. Yeah, they, yeah. they do. You probably got some parents listening. So uh, we're still early in the school year. What advice would you give to parents? Let's start with the middle school. What advice would you give to middle school parents? I would say log into PowerSchool and check their grades. That's how to stay on top of the school side of it. And then I feel like the personal life is make sure you know what's on their cell phone. Every app, everything, go through the cell phone regularly. That's where all the drama happens. Um, I feel like that's part of what makes middle school harder now than it used to be. Like when we were in middle school, you could go home and escape from everything, where now it's on their phone and it's constant, and they can't get away from it. And um, just know what's going on on that cell phone, because that's where everything's happening. That's really good advice and something some folks don't think much about, but yep. they are um, they're married to that cell yes. phone, aren't they? Yes, Yeah. How about the high school? Very much the same. I think that was, that's a great answer, Jessica. <laughs> I mean, I think the, the power school thing's huge. It's a tool where parents can go in and check uh, attendance, which sometimes you don't know if uh, little Johnny missed third period because he was not where he was supposed to be, and, and we can figure that out pretty quick. Uh, grades, uh, missing grades, and teachers are really good these days to, to email uh, parents to tell them, hey, you know, he doesn't have this turn in or she didn't do that. And just help them keep up. And I think the big thing, just what she says, stay on their cell phones to know who they're talking to and what kind of apps or websites they're going to. Uh, and it's for safety. You know, we, we brought up safety, and that's a huge, huge part of it. But, you know, there's some not-so-nice people in the world, and I think it's very uh, very much important that we as parents have to uh, be up on what our kids are looking at. It's uh, it's a bit unfortunate, but it's just a, a, a blinding reality that we we do need to stay Involved in what yes. they're involved in. Yes. Well, you, um, uh, we've we've talked about extracurricular and and things, but let let's talk a little bit about after high school. Um, students go on; they they may go to uh, a, a college of applied technology. They may go to a community college. They may go to Tennessee Tech or to some other great university. Uh, they'll go to a university somewhere, many of them. But there is a group of students that, that get involved early in honors programs and advanced placement and, and uh, dual enrollment. Explain what dual enrollment means for a high school student and what advantages it brings. And then go ahead and talk about advanced placement. Okay, I'll give you the, the dumbed-down version of dual enrollment. Uh, basically, they're taking um, classes, uh, whether some and some middle schools start it uh, in the ninth grade, tenth grade, and it carries on. And basically what they're doing is they're doing their work, and they're getting uh, credit for it not only in high school but for the advancement of in college. So they can enter college and already have several credits, and it's a huge thing. Uh, so – I know I've talked to kids before that, that went on into college with, you know, six, eight, ten credits to, to start. They've got classes out of the way so they can jump right in their major and not worry about the prerequisites. So that, that's, that's huge, and that's a lot of work. And I think sometimes that's the thing that um, kind of slaps them in the face. They don't realize, yeah, it sounds good. I want to get to college, but there's a lot of work that goes with it. So that, that's hard to navigate sometimes, I think. And, and most of those students that choose that are your high achievers, so they're used to making top-notch grades, but then all of a sudden when the work is really, really hard, sometimes those grades aren't as high as they were, and that that can be a wake-up to mom and dad sometimes as well. Yeah, the playing field changes when yes, you go into yes. that. Everybody has the same kind of 
aspirations and and talent yes and talent yeah and i think uh, to to jump on with that is our ap program uh we've got a wonderful ap program with 11 offerings nine of which are at our campus uh and two are online so so 11 chances for advanced placement type courses which is again that's our higher level students and it really helps them as they go forward so we've got that and then a new uh, we've had work-based learning there, uh, which is where students leave our campus and go to work or whatever. And I think in the past it's been pretty small, but this year it's been unbelievable the different. And, and I wasn't there, so I didn't see it, but everybody else that's there says, oh, wow, this is like triple what we had before. And, again, that's back to our CTE program and those uh, people doing such good work there. But we've got a lot of students involved in that. And work-based learning is a, is a um – a phenomenal opportunity to get involved in something that that you're interested in, yeah. hopefully, and it lets you see whether that is the kind right. of environment you want to work in or not. Um, and it's it's good for the employers to see those students too. Yeah, and it helps in a lot of ways. I mean, that that avenue is really great. And then also those that are just just there to to get a job to help their family out to make money so Absolutely. they can. Continue, And so that's another wing of that, and uh, just really happy to have that for them. Well, we want to celebrate those students that are that are doing advanced placement and dual enrollment, and uh, we'll talk about football engagement and, and uh, the bands and, and all the other extracurriculars, but, boy, this is, uh, this is tough duty when they do these things, and it's great duty. It's great experience for them. It is, and then when you see our students that are involved in extracurriculars along with the APs and the dual enrollments, that tells you that those those students are really on all the time, and they're really working toward uh, being a success in a lot of areas. I always, um, uh, for Tennessee Tech alumni, when we talk about that kind of thing, I always mention uh, a guy named Barry Wilmore, who's now on the board at Tech, but commander of the International Space Station, uh, uh, an astronaut, and yet he loved to play football while he was at Tech and and was a, a tremendous football player. So he enjoyed the extracurricular stuff as well as being really good in electrical engineering in, in his case. So it can be done, and we mm-hmm. need to celebrate those students that are that are doing those advanced placement and dual enrollment kinds of kinds of activities. Well, you, you mentioned um, how big your campuses are. They are right side by side. Uh, you've got a lot of critical mass of students there. Let's talk about school safety a couple of minutes. We saw a massive tornado in western Putnam County two years ago. Uh, they, I know you drill for fire drills and tornadoes and ice storms. There have to be a lot of things that you think about, including intruders and school shooters. So talk a little bit about how you uh, how you build that into your faculty and student mindset. Um, well, we have awesome SROs. Our county is fortunate to have the SROs in every building, and we're so thankful to have them. Um, they sort of, I don't want to say lead, but lead the the initiative on all that and we have you know plans in place that we discuss and we practice and we go over and we revise and we you know revise again um, just to make sure that we've thought of every scenario that we can possibly think of and then someone thinks of another one you know um, and so just trying to make sure that we can be as prepared as we can be barring hopefully the worst never happens but that you know 
we're prepared if it does. So yeah, and I think early on in my administrative career, which was a few days ago, but um, <laughs> I think that the number one thing that I was taught by an older uh, person was that your number one job is to keep people safe at your school, and uh, I've never forgotten that. And I think in what's just what she's saying, we. We drill and we drill and we drill and we keep thinking about other uh, other ways that we can do to keep things safe uh, from someone coming in or uh, the storms, the weather, whatever it may be. Uh, and it's always on our minds. And I think that uh, if it wasn't, you, you, you wouldn't be where you should be. Yeah, I, I agree. How do you uh, keep your students aware and yet comfortable with their environment. I think that's the hardest uh, thing. You want them to be in a happy, safe, uh, but carefree, if that's the right word, but yet be vigilant and know what's around them. And I think we as adults got to lead that. Uh, you know, it, you, you go to games and there's all these thousands of people, but you, you kind of always got to have your eyes on something on the crowd because you never know. Um the weather. I mean, we all got weather apps on our phone, and 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 it can pop up all of a sudden. I know the the last terrible you know storm was kind of the, they thought it was coming, didn't know how bad, and it just kind of exploded. And you know, we know the disaster it caused and just the heartache. And and um, you know that that could have been in a, in a school day time. It was at night, yeah. but the, but it could have been a school day, and that would you know we we've got to be ready. And uh, like she said. From our sheriff and our SROs, our, our director of schools. I mean, we they push that for us and with us to continue to be safe in all areas, and and you know we obviously want that too. Well, I know it's top of mind for each of you, and it it just has to be. Um, not always the most fun thing to talk about, but one of the most important that mm-hmm. uh, our school leaders think about every day and every every hour. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you both on this program, and and uh, we'll look forward to getting you back again uh, sometime soon to talk about the new things going on at Upperman. Jessica and Stephen, thank you both for thank you for thank being you for here. having us. Appreciate All right. it. Yes.